Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Individuality Unleashed. My name is Kean Agnew, and uh, I'm joined here in this interesting suite in London uh, by the head of e-commerce for UK and EMEA at Clark's, Mr. Marcus Orton. Nice to see you, Marcus. Thank you. How you doing? Very, very good. Thank you for the very polite introduction. No, I'm a polite man. Oh, I know you are. I have, no, to, thank you. I have to make sure that I maintain that reputation, especially given this is being filmed. Good man. Yeah, Good man. but thank you very much for joining thank us you. today. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. And giving us your time. I know it's valuable. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. We want to kick things off by talking a little bit about how you achieved the success that you've seen at Clark's over the years, <clears throat> uh, specifically with regards to your team. Mm. Um, how do you, what do you think are the essential elements of building a successful e-commerce team? Good question. Good question. Um, I think for me, it, it's going to be unique to every brand. It's going to be unique to the to the individual leader. But there's a couple, couple of things really probably stand out for me. Um, <clears throat> e-commerce is almost like reinvented itself as a, as a function within a business. So I think the big thing for me is, is that, you know, teams need to have a really, really um, crystal clear focused on the commercials of the business. Um, you know, arguably we're an operational function, but actually there's a commercial element that really, really needs to to go through um, the the entire t entire team. Um, I think there's also a bit around um, a phrase I quite often use, um, which is going to sound super intelligent, um, but diversity of thought. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, for me, what, what I try to instill in the team is that, you know, no idea is a bad idea. You know, you get you get the idea, but but just to kind of to think differently. Um, we've got we've got a, a very unique um, customer profile at Clark's. Um, and and I think that having a team that can think differently and, and you know, really kind of drive out that innovative sort of sense of moving things forward is quite important. So do you, so do you look for, um, can, when you're building your team, do you look for candidates and members of that, potential members of that team who do think differently? And if so, how do you, uh, how do you go to market looking for those? Yeah, candidates? yeah. Another good question. Another good question, Ken. <laughs> you should have known what you're getting yourself in for when you sat down. <laughs> I think um, you know. Do do we, how how do we look? How do we look for that? I, don't, I mean, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because you you, you see a CV, um, you know, you get the you get the, the kind of the, the screening questions, and then you get the interview. I think it's just more about you know, does does the person have a uh, a sort of a rooted rooted sort of passion for the brand? You know, people that I've interviewed recently, you know, have got a genuine passion for the brand. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that's just super super important. So you look at their shoes when they walk in. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And make sure the label uh, has been taken off as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's about, you know, just, just trying to understand what is their motivation for joining the brand, mm. you know? Uh, and I think that's a big thing. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of interest in the product, the interest in where we're going. Um, and, you know, it's more about, for me, it's about the the attitude of that individual. You know, can you get a sense through the conversation that, this person is really going to be someone who is, you know, going to strive to to outperform. Mm -hmm. um, real kind of can-do attitude, super agile in their approach to thinking. You know, we're, we're trading a number of, of websites. Um, we're really trying to drive this brand forward. So, someone who is just 
really, really open um, to, to wanting to work at work at Clark's. Nice. And that's a good tip there for anybody who is watching here that Marcus is going to interview one day. Make Top sure tips. that you're turning up in a pair of Clark's shoes. Top tip. Otherwise, you're out the door. Um, how would you say that you've broken any silos that have affected the efficiency of your marketing team? Yeah. And therefore, uh, that might filter up into the overall business. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I... Full of good questions today. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, that, maybe that's the idea, right? That's I'm like idea. David Frost. It's the idea. <laughs> David Frost of e-commerce. <laughs> what was the question? Silos. Yeah, so oh. how do you break down those silos yeah. that affect the I, I, efficiency of the marketing? Yeah, I've got, I've got to be honest. Um, I haven't really, in, in the last few years, um, experienced obvious silos um, in in the teams that I've worked in. I think what, what you can do to, to ensure those silos aren't created um it is just ensure that everybody is on the same page mm -hmm. which sounds like a bit of a cliche right but that's everything from understanding the division um understanding the role they play what are their objectives well i um, guess this goes back to what you were saying about ensuring that everybody is conscious of the overarching commercials that sit at the top yeah and how yeah. their role fits into that Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 ensuring you take them on the journey. I mean, for, for me, it doesn't matter whether you're talking to your team, your peers, you're talking to the, the C-suite, you know, you just need to bring people on the journey. Um, but the key thing for me is to ensure silos don't emerge, um, is to make sure everyone's involved at um, the, the same point, you know? Yeah. So if it's, a, if it's a new idea, get everybody involved at the beginning, which I mean, sounds... Sounds obvious, but I've worked in places where that doesn't happen. Yeah, um, and that can quite quite quickly create rafts within the organisation. So um, that's, that's interesting. So you have worked at places where <clears throat> these challenges perhaps haven't been met as effectively as as you've been able to meet them. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's 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 down to you know the the I don't know really the the legacy of of certain brands, the you know how long someone's been mm. in a particular organisation. Are they maybe not as forward thinking um, as other parts of the business? So, yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're not going to get into that, are we? Thank you. Thank you. No, no. There's, we'll do that at the, we'll end. Do, at the end of every yeah. question. We'll uh, have a little okay, thank you fine. session and then Good. we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Um, let's move on to channels. Mm. Um, what uh, marketing channels do you think will dominate <clears throat> e commerce in the coming years? Um, there is definitely a bit of a shift, of yep. course. People are moving away <clears throat> from traditional acquisition channels and trying to diversify a bit. What, in your view, if you were looking into your crystal ball, yeah. what do you, do you think want, is coming? Do you want me to get out oh, of did you bring it? Oh, that's oh, great no, no. That you brought it, actually. That's, that's a, very handy. That's a joke, yeah. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but if I did, that would be quite handy, wouldn't it? Would it would be very I'd useful, find yeah. this question super easy to, to, to answer. I, I think for me, um, get the basics right. You know, don't, don't, be, don't be afraid of... Of, of admitting that you know you you still use the standard search channels, you know you still use uh, an affiliate network. Um, don't be afraid of, of admitting that that is potentially still where a lot of the revenue is coming from. The big thing for me is 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 the constant thinking and challenge and innovation around what is new. Mm. Um, but equally, you know, don't just try everything that's new. Have a really kind of considered approach. Um, in terms of <clears throat> channels that are really emerging, I think, you know, for Clark's, where we are striving to, um, 
you know, to really protect and foster our existing um, customers, but then also attract um, new customers to the brand. We're we're kind of looking constantly at what it, what are the um, what are the trends in terms of where are our kind of um, new customers uh, active. Mm. So no surprise that you know social um, live streaming and channels that have more of an interaction are going to be of super interest to us. Um, I think particularly from a, a, a kind of an overarching brand perspective, we have got to become. Um, more relevant and more um, obvious in the market. So uh, dare I corner phrase of sort of the marketing textbook of upper funnel, you know, there needs to be a, a consideration there. So I think it really depends. You know, I don't think there's a, a, a straightforward answer for what are, the, what are the future marketing channels. I think it depends where you are as a brand today, mm. you know, where you want to get to um and being super clear where your where your target market is so is it using using some of those traditional acquisition channels but also some of the ones that have emerged over the course of the past couple of years to as a kind of brand awareness tool in an effort to try and drive <coughs> more traffic to the top of the funnel and then i guess having a bit more of an elaborate mid funnel strategy for trying to convert them yeah i think it's um it is back to back to the the point we were talking about around objectives. It's making sure that your your channel mix delivers on a number of <clears throat> number of objectives. Mm. Um, performance marketing, let's say five years ago, was all about uh, cost per acquisition. You know, the last click, um, getting that that sale in. Whereas I think brands that take a bit more of a holistic look at performance marketing to perform multiple. A multiple um a number of 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 sort of of functions be that you know that pure acquisition mm -hmm. or maybe some form of engagement you know let's let's talk about email and things like that then that's really where um where we you know you should be looking yeah you mentioned existing customers earlier on as well so that's the kind of brand awareness piece with the existing customer base are you trying to given there's a kind of erosion in uh, returns at the top of the funnel in general that the, the uh, marketers are seeing at the moment do you have more of a focus on existing customers and encouraging people back for their second third purchase is that more is that has that become is that more at the fore now than it used to be when it was all about uh getting as much new traffic into the top of the funnel yeah, as possible i think it's i think it's both if i'm being i think it's both but i think there's an objective around existing customers it's not just about frequency of communication, it's the the relevancy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, so there's a big piece there. But I think it's both. There's no, because we've got quite a few objectives um, as a business, like I said, to to, 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 to foster, protect the, the core, but also to attract the new. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's a combination of both. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Thank We're you. We're going to thank each other after every question. That's great, the rule. Great, great. Um, was that one question? That was that was one. That wow. was a question with I think two or three sub questions. Okay, on, yeah, uh, right, underneath okay. it. So the uh, CFO and the finance team in general are having more of a say with budget allocation than mm -hmm. they used to this year, as everyone's battening down the hatches and getting ready yep. for uh, some stormy seas. Um, how would you say, in your experience, what is the most effective way that a finance team and a marketing team can work together <clears throat> to ensure that marketing budget is utilized? Effectively yep. um, and efficiently. Great. I think you've answered the question by working together. I think that was <laughs> right. Good. Do you want me to elaborate on that? Done. 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 
Thank you. Yes, thank you. Who, who's, who's interviewing who here? Right? Oh, yeah, I've accidentally turned the tables. <laughs> um, but, uh, so let me let me elaborate. Uh, I think um, you know, joking aside, um, it is about working together. It is about um, um, fostering this culture of of collaboration. But back to my very point around how do you build successful teams? You know, if you have an e-commerce team that is super uh, astute from a commercial perspective, then they're going to have an appreciation of the investment. They're going to have an appreciation of the return. Um, and that won't just be reserved to to finance, you know. And I think that's the big, the big thing here is that, <clears throat> um, again, if you involve everyone at the beginning and you're super clear on what everyone needs to see from the business, you know, mm. there will be... For everything we do um, from a marketing perspective, there will be a marketing and a brand um, outcome. There will be a financial outcome. Um, so I don't think it's about, you know, okay, let's involve finance at the very beginning because we need some cash and let's involve finance at the end because we need to tell them how much this cash is, is given us in terms of mm. revenue. <clears throat> Everyone is is part of that that journey, which again, sounds like a bit of a cliche, but it, it's true and it works. And uh, one of the things we do regularly is, you know, we have these performance reviews, you know, we have these business reviews where, you know, we will sit around um, and it will be marketing, it will be finance, it will be e-com. We sit around and we review and we analyze. Um, and I think also as well, there's there's the sort of the, the subsequent appreciation from the finance community of what is being done by you know by the by the commercial teams by e-commerce by by marketing. Do you, so. do, you do you ever find that there's like a, a misalignment between the finance teams who perhaps would want to focus more on efficient, profitable revenue versus commercial teams who might want <clears> to just <throat> focus on the the flattering top line revenue growth? Um, or do they have more of a hand-in-hand -hand view of what is success? Another good question. Mate, I'm full of good questions. Another, another good question. Mm. Um, so so simple answer is that um, it goes back to my point around objectives. And as, as, a, as an e-com team, we are, we are aware and um, consider all the, the performance metrics. You know, so it is about, you know, what is the, <clears throat> what is the, generation of site visits what's the generation in terms of the six or seven stages through the conversion funnel how does that then look at in terms of, of ROAS so I, I you know in my um in my tenure at Clark's I've not ever come across a situation where there's a uh, a differing view of of what success and what good looks like but that's because we've set ourselves up in a way and we we kind of act in a way where we are all in mm. at that at the beginning so it's like looking at how goals how all of those kpis and metrics are baked into any top line goals and then ultimately when you're evaluating performance absolutely you look yeah, at it in the yeah. same way yeah absolutely um how would you say uh you best collaborate with finance teams to identify new growth opportunities wow that is a good question <laughs> <laughs> I'm like six for six um, now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. I, I, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm saying the same thing and the same answer to every question, right? But there, 
collaboration. They're, they're, no, no. <laughs> the, I think it's... If it that's is, the theme, though, that's the theme. Yeah, if it's about collaboration and ensuring yeah. there's no silos, yeah. then... Again, we have, we, have a, um, we have a number of forums and we work with, you know, third parties where we are effectively um, presented to in terms of what, what is up and coming. And it is about the audience. You know, it's making sure that, <clears throat> you know everyone is there that needs to be there. So if you've got a, a presentation on the um, latest innovative MarTech that's out there, don't just bring along the marketing community, you know, see if your finance business partner is able to, 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 to come along. Hmm. Um, you know, is there <clears throat> representatives from the, you know, the retail, uh, the retail store teams? Um, so yeah, it's, it's for me, it's about um, the, without patronizing clearly um educating you know making sure and it works both ways i mean yeah. you know it works both ways in terms of the only way we can build up our commercial uh, acumen is being very close to the the finance community and learning and being interested in in what what key objectives they have mm. um I, I don't know if this is putting you on the spot <clears throat> a little bit um Probably. but as a big finale yeah um, wrong? do i need to do a drum can you, yeah if you could did you bring a drum i didn't know um <laughs> Can you think of an example of where you've had to, where there has been a conflict between <clears throat> something that perhaps a marketing team has wanted to do and a finance team has wanted to see and how you've resolved a conflict of that nature to try and ensure that all parties are uh, collaborating in the way that Can you I say I haven't? today? <laughs> okay, you haven't. All right, cool. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, um, I, I can't think of a, of an example i think the only thing i will say is that there is always in in every business where you know there's that kind of the merging of of marketing it finance it's about it's about the prioritization i think that's the key the key thing so mm. i think the only <clears throat> the only conflict which is very similar across a number of businesses in my experience is the prioritization you know it is super difficult to to prioritize um, and then once you have prioritized, it's super difficult to to stay prioritized um, because there might be things that come in that, mm -hmm. that sound super interesting. And it and I think it's just really about understanding what what would cause a conflict um, and you know just just making sure it doesn't happen. And I think it is just about staying focused, staying super focused, admitting that you you just can't do everything. Um, and yeah, working, working through it together. It sounds like Clark's is one big happy family absolutely, of collaboration. Absolutely. And everyone's pointing uh, in the right direction. Absolutely. We are, you know, we are, I think, you know, joke, <laughs> joking aside, it is, it is, um, and has been a, a really, really exciting couple of years. You know, we've, we've come through, um, like most retailers, we've come through the pandemic, um, and it is a super exciting time for the brand um and uh yeah really really excited for the future well i asked you up top what was uh you know what were the secrets to your success and it sounds like that that's it collaboration brilliant sure everybody's on the same page Job done everybody's metrics are accounted for so there you go you heard it here first great um marcus thank you very much thank you for joining us for your time today thank you for the invitation no problem thank you let's have a pint absolutely <laughs>